0: My guest today, Nolan Garrett, is a superstar on the Seattle music scene. Nolan has been on my radar to have on this show for over a year now, and I'm beyond thrilled to share not only Nolan, but his music today with you guys. So let's kick things off with Nolan's original song, Step Back, and I'll be right back with Nolan Garrett.
2: Mother picks up pieces of her broken son Last moments of his life were spent looking down the barrel of a gun He's just another number, no chance of being someone I think it's time we step back and see what we've become, yeah Screams and sirens are the only lullaby yeah. Think it's how we step A medication, try to find that peace of mind. A false state of meditation. It all serves the same purpose. Holy water in a bottle. Can't we step back?
0: see what I'm talking about now that was 17 year old Tacoma music prodigy Nolan Garrett and my guest today thanks Nolan for coming on
2: oh thank you for having me
0: listen at at 17 you're really a veteran in the Northwest music scene and you started even at a much younger age Um, you kind of want to set that up for everyone because was it like you were seven or nine or something like that when, when you started playing
2: well yeah, I started playing
1: a guitar when I was eight years old, and um a couple of months later uh, <clears throat> a friend of the family he had like a like a band that would uh you know play around kind of like a cover band, so I sat in with them on a a song at a relay for life and then I just kind of picked it up from there. you didn't around. get stage it at all Oh, I was scared <laughs> well, I was really scared but um i mean once once I was up there i just i loved it and I wanted to keep doing
0: it one thing that's so great about the kind of seattle tacoma even portland corridor for musicians as is, is that musicians are so accessible to each other and have you found that that's been beneficial to you i mean you you've really been able to learn at a lot of these masters feet and have access to unprecedented really uh legends in in local music
1: oh absolutely um I mean, it's, yeah, being in the environment with them because, I mean, they know so much because they've been doing it for so long. Um, and you can just take something from everybody and incorporate it into what you do.
0: How much do you actually practice, J- just just so people kind of out there know that you, you, there's there's practice that, that's continually going on to to play at this level where, where you're playing at?
1: Um. It really it really varies, actually. Like, um, sometimes I'll be, like, super into it for a day, and I'll do, like, you know, a good, like, four hours, whatever. Um, and then sometimes, you know, I don't have a whole lot of time, so it's just, like, a half hour um, here and there. Um, I, I try to, like, I try to mix it up a little bit. Like, I started classical guitar this year. So that um, really, it's because it's a challenge, so it really made me want to, like, practice a lot more. And mm-hmm. then, um now that I'm on summer vacation, I have a lot more time to practice, so I'm trying to put in you know put in some more time as well,
0: yeah yeah um each each variety you know is different from the blues and which is different from rock, and so it really gives you a a huge repertoire in in which to draw from when you study all those different styles of music
1: oh absolutely, yeah
0: when you are playing just for yourself. Is it different than what you're playing live? It, th- does live music invoke maybe um, a different type of, maybe a more energetic type of thing? And, and when you're alone, is there something different th- that that you play? Or are you kind of playing the same things for yourself personally as you're playing for live shows?
1: Uh, I, I think there's definitely uh, a change between like when I'm playing by myself and when I'm, playing live because live you have the audience to feed off of um and things just happen live i i can't really like like sometimes like i'll just be jamming and um something'll just like it'll just hit me and then uh it's like some kind of emotion and i I'll, I'll just go off on it and um when when i'm by myself i guess i don't really have that well it doesn't like really bite me like it does live i'm just kind of playing I mean, every once in a while, I'll, I'll get into it, but I guess when the audience is there, it's like you have somebody to get into it for, you know, mm-hmm. um, and show them what you're trying to show, whereas it's by myself, I'm, I'm just playing, and I'm just trying to get things good, I guess.
0: You have a really Work good reputation it. as a live performer. Um, what... Are you hoping that the that your audience takes away with them after they've come, you know, and and watched one of your shows?
2: Um,
1: that's that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, I just would like them to. I guess it's a different side of me. But I think a lot of times when people come to one of my shows, if if they've, if they've only heard about me, um, they might have a different expectation um, and of what I actually am. And, uh, I just, I think I would like them to take away with it. When I, when I'm on stage, I'm really, um, I try to be as raw and, um, as, as raw as possible and they can kind of see who I am, uh, as a person through what I do on stage.
0: Well, and I think that's translated too. And I, I think that's why you have such a fantastic reputation. Um, because, when you're on stage it is raw and you are really laying it out there and you really can't fool the audience and 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 the and the musical fan today and 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 maybe for for many years now is is very seasoned and they really know their stuff and so you can't really fool them on things and so my experience with talking with different people about seeing nolan garrett and going to nolan garrett shows and listening to nolan garrett music is that you've always been the real deal um The community is very proud of you that people are hoping for good you know big national things for you and um and it's it's because that they know that you really put it out there and you're not faking it and and it's shown time and time again in in your live performances so you should be very proud of yourself for 17 years old you have such a fantastic reputation as just not only just a singer and songwriter, but just a musician. And and there's a lot of people out there who who are just known as good singers, but not as good musicians. And and you're really known as 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 a good musician on top of everything else. So you know, congratulations Thank to you. you on that.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate hearing that.
0: Now let's talk about um you. We're a part of the 5252 project for London Tone Music, uh, London Bridge Studios, uh, which I was a part of too. We did many, many shows on that for a lot of the artists coming, what what they did for those who we'll kind of recap on that was London Bridge Studios, which is a very iconic uh, recording studio here in Seattle. They started a, a, a record label division and they picked um, 52 artists, came out with a, a single every single week. So that's why it's called 52 artists in 52 weeks, every single week. And Nolan Garrett was one of those people and they took entries from all over the world. And how was that experience for you?
1: Oh, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I was, uh, I'd previously been working at another studio and then um, my manager actually uh, had brought up the the idea of it um, and just going up there and doing it, it just was like, it was crazy. It was so cool because it's such a great studio and they're all such great people um, working with them and uh, it's just was like, a, there's a good vibe in the studio, you know, it's like, um, it feels good and it makes you want to work and make things really good.
0: hmm Mm-hmm, absolutely. And working with Jeffs and Jonathan, and I say Jeffs because it's like Jeff, Jeff, Jeff and Jonathan um, who are <laughs> in charge of that there. they um, And th- they've put together some fantastic music. They're part of the um, Northwest Grammy board. Uh, and so they they have a depth of, of musical experience. So I was, again, it, it just showed to the depth of, of what you are doing as an artist and being associated with, with, that, with that project. That was really great. It was really great for me to see your name come through on that because it just confirms so many other the things that I've been hearing along the way about you.
1: Oh, thank you. And, um, and I mean, like in being in that program, they all did a really good job of getting all of us artists together and to kind of, you know, network with each other. And um, like you were talking about, like the accessibility earlier. I mean, just like being together with all those different artists and kind of expanding our horizons from what we had been doing before. So mm-hmm. I think that was, they did a really good job at that in the program as well.
0: Northwest music is kind of, you know, it's really been for a long time, edgy, instrumental type of thing um, with Jimi Hendrix and you know, d- different people coming through. And you have that also in your music, um, but, but you also incorporate that same kind of blues and funk with the rock and pop and you were able to go to memphis and and play in the blues festival there was that a whole different experience being with 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 musicians that had come from the south and what they were bringing to it versus the flavor of the northwest
1: yeah it it was it was uh and that's just crazy um Cause I mean, there is, there's so many musicians out there and, um, you don't always realize it till you go out and see, um, thinking about Memphis was, it was like, I mean, it was, it was pure blues and, um, it's just kind of interesting. Like a lot of people who are like in the, in the blues are very kind of purists, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. um, seeing how they, you know, approach things, um, was interesting, I guess.
0: Did you get to have any Memphis barbecue while you were there?
1: I did. I ate I ate a lot of food. <laughs> actually chicken and waffles is actually uh one of my favorite um breakfasts. So I looked up like I looked up chicken waffles and waffles in Memphis. I figured they'd probably have to have some good stuff.
2: So, Absolutely.
1: Um, they have yeah. a good
0: uh, chicken Absolutely. and waffles in LA too.
1: Oh yeah, no, I've been uh me and my aunt we were in LA one time and I was like I heard about this place that has chicken and waffles, and we looked it up, and we went, and then it wasn't there anymore, and I, oh. I don't know where we were.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, you know, that that, that reminds me. I, I heard you had a great Cindy Lauper story for when you were in L.A.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, it was, like, one of the first times I'd gone down there, and uh, it was actually uh, <clears throat> the lady who does my hair. She was talking about um, how she had gone down the previous year during like the Grammy weekend and um, like stayed at this hotel where like a lot of the um, famous people stay during the Grammys who don't live in LA and like how they were all just walking around and how it might be like a good networking thing for me just to be rubbing elbows with them. So anyway, mm-hmm. so we went uh, and we're sharing a room with a couple of friends and I was just like out by the pool playing. I figured if I was out there long enough, maybe somebody would, come up. I was, just, I wasn't like, like full on performing. I was just kind of practicing quietly with to myself. So anyway, so I was out by the pool for probably like eight hours <laughs> and, um, just playing. And then eventually, uh, this lady uh, came up and she had like a whole like, you know, crew around her. And she was like, well, you know, I saw you playing earlier. Like, did you play, did you learn how to play a song yet? And I was like, well, you know, I know how to play a couple of songs. So she asked me to play her one. So I played it for her. And then, you know, we got to talking and, um, and then she's like, well, what's your name? I was like, well, I'm Nolan. You know, I'm Nolan Garrett. And then she's like, good to meet you, Nolan. I'm Cindy Lopper." And then I was like, oh, man, I had no idea. <laughs> um, and then one of the people that uh, she was with, um, his name was Jeff Kozak. And he was actually uh, ended up being the producer for my first album, as well as a, a song on this album that I have coming out right now.
0: Amazing. That is amazing. That, that was smart. That was really great advice that your hairdresser gave you, was to put yourself in oh, that yeah, position to try best. to make something happen.
1: Yeah, no, it was.
0: That is the stuff that legends are, are made of. That That is amazing. And that, is, that is a great story.
1: I probably saw, I saw one of the better ones that I have.
0: <laughs> um, well, I, I was looking around on your website and I saw the, um, which you have a really great website. Kudos to whoever does your website. They, they do a really good job with that. Um, there was a, a tab on there for the Brotherhood of Guitar, which I saw that you hooked up with a friend of mine, Robert M. Knight. Robert, uh, Bob's been on the show several times and man, talk about good rock stories. Bob has them. It is absolutely amazing. And uh, so there was a great picture of you with the legendary rock and roll photographer, Robert M. Knight, the first one to ever uh, photograph Jimi Hendrix. But you can go back in the archives and and look those up for any of you who are interested. But a really great guy. And uh, how how did that happen that that you got involved with Bob?
1: Um, I think he, like, emailed us one time. and, And it was a while ago. And then uh, like he emailed us, and then he wanted me to just, like send him some videos, and then we didn't really hear from him for a while. And then he was coming back up to Seattle, and then he then he wrote us again, and like we it was after a long time. And then um, I just went up there, and we did the interview, and then I played at the, an event that he was having up there, and it was, it was really kind of like happened kind of quickly
2: mm-hmm. um, once
1: it once it happened, but. Um, Yeah, so then I've done, uh, he's had a couple shows up here since, like with the Brotherhood of Guitar People in the Northwest, and um, I've had a chance to be a part of that, and um, yeah, it's been really cool.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah, he's uh, very well connected in in the Seattle area, even though he doesn't, live up here and so he is up here a lot so i i was again thrilled to see you connected with him because he's also someone if if, if you're ever alone with him get, get him to tell you you know some of his rock stories because they're absolutely amazing he he really should, well, he has written books on it, but man, I mean, he, he could just keep writing books because it's just, I mean, his Zeppelin stories and stuff like that are just the stuff legends are are made of. So you're really surrounding yourself with, with the right people and the right people are seeing you. And and it's because you are so talented and you're such a nice person and that transcends not only um from what people are listening to us today, but through your music and your songwriting. And it's, it's like I said, it's just absolutely a pleasure for me personally to be able to get in, to, to finally catch up with you and, and have a a chat with you. You have your second, we talked a little bit about this, a couple songs coming out. You have your second uh, CD coming out. uh, When is that? June, is it June 19th, June 18th? Yeah.
1: June 19th.
0: Yep. And Um, did you write most of the songs on there?
1: Yeah, I wrote all of them.
0: All of them, amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very excited about it. And I think uh, this album um, it's, it's gonna be called it's called Brick Lanes, and um, I think it really captures like kind of the essence of what I do live, and, um, and it's, it's really exciting. Cause I think when people you know get it, especially like if they're at a show and they get it, it's gonna um, it's gonna reflect a lot more what they saw
0: and are are for people who aren't here locally will they be able to purchase that through the normal cd channels like through uh iTunes amazon that that type of um venue
1: i i don't believe we're going to be re- be releasing it right away digitally um, we're just kind of kind of have some physicals at the at the shows but i believe uh probably around mid summer i okay. think we're going to be put, put it in on
2: Line.
0: okay would they, they be able they'll to be able
1: to order it through my website as well there you go
0: okay all right yeah. which is nolangarrett.
1: dot, nolangarrett.net.
0: Dot net. okay so they they will be able to pick up some copies from the website before it's actually released digitally good to know and that again we have a, a link up to that is nolangarrett.net. Perfect, well, we're gonna play one of the tunes on there. um do you want me to play brick lanes the the title song? Sure do you wanna set that yeah, up for yeah. us?
1: Um, what do you mean
0: uh just tell us a, a little bit about that song and and how you wrote it and what it means
1: okay, yeah, sure. um actually, it was an assignment for school i go to a I go to a really cool art school um here in Tacoma. I'll call it School of the Arts. And, um, we had to do, uh, we were learning about, um, existentialism actually in a, in class. And then we had to do like an artistic response to it. And I was reading, um, a book at the time. It was actually called Brick Lane. And, um, and I kind of like that whole thing kind of inspired it. So I turned it in for my assignment and, um, it's just kind of about like uncertainties and, uh, you know really just this uncertainty, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a deep subject for a, for a 17-year-old, so that you could even understand that and then, you know, put it to music that adults can't even do is absolutely amazing. So, we're going to play that. I really appreciate, Nolan, that you taking the time to come on. I want everyone to remember that name, Nolan Garrett. I told you in the past, remember the name Alan Stone. I told you to remember the name Ben Haggerty, turned out to be Macklemore. Now, I'm going to you know, you can say you were there when it all happened. And, and Nolan Garrett is definitely a name to remember. And Nolan, I really appreciate it. Thanks, buddy, for coming on.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. This is Brick Lanes off Nolan Garrett's album coming out in a few weeks, self-titled Brick Lanes.
2: Say to me, a life down there has no meaning So confused I've never seen the life that they have promised to me i have start to climb brick by brick, keep myself from getting sick stop to search for something more in the life I lived before for someone And now I'm fixed, the so words ingrained into the bricks Hard to accept there are no strings on me Hard to accept this wall is just a dream Strings on me, hard to accept. This wall is just a dream. Is this a distraction, an excuse, to not take action? Decide if life is more than meets. I want for you, but I can rule you if you wait to see what you will find. But I can rule you, though I walk for you if you're not blinded by the light.